Welcome to The Unstoppable Show. I'm your host, Jenny Lane, and I'm here to help you become unstoppable in your small business so that you create a money-making brand that changes yours and your family's life for good. This show is perfectly suited to female entrepreneurs working from home, growing small profitable businesses in the online space. Let's dive in to this episode. You're listening to the Coaches and Creatives Business Startup Show with Jenny Lane. Tune in every week for practical advice, tips and tools to help you start your online business in the right way to lead you quickly to success. And now, here's your host, Jenny Lane. So in this episode, ladies, I want to talk to you about why Etsy is not your best friend. But I just want to start by saying that This podcast episode is not about putting you off using Etsy or any other marketplace platform because I know that those platforms often give business owners who are on a budget an easy place to be able to start to build their online brand. However, I know that um, there are many creatives that use the platform who may not be aware of some of the negatives of Etsy. And I just think it's really important that you understand those negatives so that it's something that you can be aware of and keep an eye on and um, have some workarounds in your business to deal with. So this podcast is more about giving you a heads up so that you can sell your products on the platform if that's what you want to do. But also be fully aware of the downsides and the limitations of Etsy. And I hope that by understanding the risks that you take when you use Etsy as a platform, it will just allow you to make good decisions about the best way to use the platform for your business. Now, I've used Etsy myself. When I had a creative business where I sold doodle products, I showed up initially on Etsy because it was a quick and easy way for me to get my products out into the market. I was doing it on a budget, so it was cheap. Um, And I've also built Etsy stores for other creatives. So, I do have a fair knowledge of the way in which the platform works and the things that you just need to keep an eye open for. I personally fairly quickly moved my doodle business away from Etsy and I moved over to Shopify. And the reason that I did that was because of the things that Etsy does badly um, that helped me make that decision. So I'm going to just start with the fact that actually one of the good things about Etsy that it is pretty easy to set up even if you're tech challenged and you only pay fees when you sell. So for startup creatives who are working on a very tight budget, who really just want to get their products out into the online space, it can actually be a good place to be able to show up and start to build out your online brand. One of the things that you you will already probably be aware of is that when you use you use Etsy, you're sitting in an ocean full of other creatives. Now that can in some ways be a good thing. It can also be a bad thing. The reason it's good is because Etsy is well known as a place to go and look to find creative stuff. So you know people will will go there specifically because they're looking for handmade creative products, whether it's handmade leather gloves or 
knitted scarves or crocheted hats or watercolour art or greetings cards that are handmade or Christmas baubles. You know, so it is known as a marketplace for creative goods. And that, as a result of that, there is an audience that will automatically go there. But the fact that you are sitting in an ocean full of other creatives on that platform can also be a bad thing. Because it suddenly means that what you're doing is competing with a whole load of other creatives, some of whom might be in the same niche as you. And some of those creatives might be happy to price their products for peanuts. And therefore, they lower the value of creative goods overall. Now, I know creatives who have actually received complaints and comments about the fact that their products are too expensive on Etsy. And that's not really the consumer's fault. It's more the fault of the creatives who are so obsessed about making a sale that they're willing to show up with their products and sell them for peanuts just to try and get a little bit of money in the till, even if they're not making any profit on those products. And when they do that, it gives a bad rap to those creatives who do actually charge what they're worth. But this is something that you've really got to stand firm on. You've got to believe in charging what you're worth because the more creatives who join the herd and start selling themselves short and selling for prices that are too cheap, the longer the platform will, be, will stay that way and the longer the platform will be seen as a, as a place to go and bag a bargain. So I don't want you to follow the herd. I want you to be one of the creatives, and there are creatives on the platform, who charge significantly higher prices than other people for similar products. And those creatives still make sales, guys. The benefit to the creatives that's, that do charge more and charge what they're worth is that they only have to sell to a smaller percentage of people to make money. However, the cheapsters who are selling their products for peanuts, they have to keep trying to sell to the masses just to try and get money in the till and not always with any profit. So your self-belief in what you sell is absolutely paramount. And you standing firm with your prices is even more important. If you receive nasty comments or jibes from strangers telling you that you're charging too much, just leave them alone, let them go, and stay focused on finding the right niche audience for you because the people are out there who are willing to come and buy what you're selling because you're showing up with a quality product that is going to have meaning in their life. On this note, guys, you should know exactly how much it costs you to create a product. I know that this is sidestepping a little bit, but I just thought it was worth mentioning. You really need to take into account the costs of how much it takes to create a product. And that includes your materials, your time, Etsy and other fees, postage costs if you're offering free shipping. And you should know that the price you sell your product for inside of Etsy amounts to a lot more than your costs. If you don't do this exercise and you start selling yourself short and you're keeping your profit margins tiny, it means that you're showing up, you're working your balls off and you're working for nothing. You, in that scenario, you don't have a business. At best, you have a very expensive hobby. Now, one of the reasons that I left Etsy, and this was one of my biggest reasons, 
was because Etsy don't allow you to have a mailing list inside the platform. This is absolutely beyond belief to me that they are happy to take the fees of hundreds of thousands of creatives around the world who are using the platform and yet they won't even allow you to have a mailing list inside the platform that you can capture the details of your customers on and that your mailing list, if you don't already know this, is the heart of any successful online business. So to me, it is utterly ludicrous that it is against Etsy's terms for you to be able to capture the email and other details of your customers when they buy from you to add them to a mailing list so that you can continue to communicate with them and build relationships with them and turn them into loyal repeat customers. That is the main reason that I left the platform. Because as a, as a creative biz owner, the inability to have a mailing list inside of Etsy that automatically captures your customers' details means that you're going to have to work harder and find workarounds to get customers onto your mailing list and also to keep driving new people to your Etsy store. Because every time a customer walks in, buys something from you on Etsy and walks out again, you've got no way of continuing to keep in contact with them. So you're constantly having to feed your store with new people. And if you don't, if you don't find a workaround to try and get your customers onto your mailing list, every sale you make, you're allowing a customer to come into your store, you're allowing them to buy from you, you're allowing them to walk away from you without you having any way to connect and build a deeper relationship with them. And that doesn't make good business sense. So in the absence of being able to have a mailing list inside of Etsy, you need one that is external to Etsy, a mailing list like MailChimp that's free to sign up for and set up. And then you've got to find ways to encourage people to get on your list. And you have to do that by using social. You know, some of your customers that come and buy from you in your Etsy store may also be people that follow you on social. So social is a platform where you should be trying to drive people to your mailing list. But you also need to think about ways that you can make it clear to people who buy from you how they can get onto your mailing list. And one of the workarounds for that is that you have some sort of card that goes in your packaging when you ship to your customers that is a little discount voucher that they can activate when they get onto your mailing list and it's got a little link on there telling them how to join your list. You have to make offers that are going to tempt that customer to join your list and be part of your subscribe list, your mailing lists. And you've got to do that by having some sort of way of telling them that, that this is how you can get discount from me, this is how you can become my VIP, this is how you can hear about my latest launches, this is how you can stay in touch with me. And you have to have that information inside of the packaging that you send out to your customers. It has a link on it. And that link then should lead people to a landing page that you set up. So it's like a little website page external to Etsy with a little opt-in form so that people can go there and start to join your list. That can all be done inside MailChimp for free. This is not something that you should ignore doing. In fact, this is something that you should make an absolute priority in your business. Your mailing list is absolutely critical to your business and you will understand why as I move on to talk about customer ratings and security on Etsy. 
So you're probably aware that Etsy has, um, I think they call it a customer satisfaction rating. But were you aware that if your customer satisfaction rating drops below a certain percentage, which at the time of making this podcast, I think is 95%. Don't quote me on that, but you should be able to go and check inside your Etsy uh, platform. If your customer satisfaction rating drops below 95%, Etsy, in all probability, will close your store. I have seen this happen multiple times to many different creative ladies. Now, what you have to understand, guys, is that customers are fickle. Customers are both your best friend and your biggest pain in the ass. And sometimes customers, if they're dissatisfied with anything that you have done as part of your service to them, instead of raising any issue with you directly, some will simply go over your head straight to Etsy and over the smallest things, like their package not arriving within three days, even though there was a postal strike at the time. And they may raise a complaint with Etsy. And as a result, Etsy might then close your store. Again, I've seen this happen. I have seen ladies who have six-figure businesses on Etsy have their store shut down in a heartbeat because one customer lodged a complaint directly with Etsy. And and that lady in question was a lady that has had been... Um, Selling very successfully on Etsy for, I think it was around six years, she had grown a very significant, very successful business on Etsy. That business was the financial stability for her family, which was her husband and her, I think, three children. And because a customer lodged a complaint directly with Etsy instead of going to the business owner themselves, Etsy shut her store in a heartbeat. It was just gone. She went to bed one night, she got up the following morning, her Etsy store was no longer there. And she faced a hugely traumatic period of time where she had to suddenly, she jumped straight onto Shopify and started to build out her store on Shopify. Um, She had to show up on social and try to uh, let people know through social about um, about the fact that the Etsy had shut her store. Um, I, I, I do not know if she had a mailing list. If she didn't, That was the biggest mistake that she made in her business. So Etsy can be an incredibly fragile place to run your business from because you can work really hard to build up repeat custom on that store without having a mailing list. And if Etsy closed that store, you have no way of getting in contact with all of those customers that have bought from you. And in a heartbeat, your business is gone. Now, you may own your business, but Etsy owns Etsy. And Etsy makes the rules for their platform. And they have thousands upon thousands of people using the platform. So shutting you down is not going to impact their bottom line. But shutting you down could destroy you. That is unless you have a backup. And that backup is your mailing list. Because if the worst were to happen and Etsy did shut your store, if you've worked hard to get customers over onto your mailing list, you still have a way to reach out to them to let them know that Etsy have been fuckwits and that they've closed your store without notice and to let them know that you are still up and running and you've moved to a better platform, for example, Shopify. And then you've got a way of saving your business. This isn't something that you should should ignore now. This is something that you should set up early on in your startup while your risk is low. You should not leave this until you have grown your Etsy store to one that is making significant money with lots of customers coming in the door. 
that is when you are at massive risk if you don't have a backup in place, a way that you can get in contact with as many of your customers as possible if Etsy shuts your store. So your mailing list is super important because it will help to protect your business. It will give you a way to connect and build relationships with customers, to have a way of contacting them if the worst should happen and Etsy closes your store. Your mailing list is your safety net and one day you might be really thankful that you have it. So it's worth sorting and sorting now and it's worth you focusing your attention on the ways in which you can drive people who are your Etsy customers onto your mailing list. Now the thing that you've got to be really careful about here guys is putting information inside your Etsy store about getting people onto your list. Now I know some creative ladies have um, they've set up some frequently asked questions and one of the frequently asked questions that they've put is how do I how do I subscribe to your mailing list and then they've put a little answer that says if you'd like to join my list you can do so here and they've put a little link in and I also know that there are some creative ladies that have managed to put a little link on the checkout page that is a really tiny little notification to say if you'd like to join my list hit this link here I am not saying that those are safe ways to promote your mailing list inside of Etsy. I don't know in all honesty whether that is something that Etsy would see as being against their terms and, and that it would put you at risk of you having your store closed. That is something that maybe you'll need to go and have a look at. But outside of Etsy, you have got to find ways to be able to connect with people that have bought your products and services. And it may well be you'll have that customer's address you send their product out to them with a little card in it, with a little link that says 15% off your next purchase, hit this link and go and grab your voucher. It may well be that seven days or two weeks after someone has purchased something for, from you, you, you pop a little card in the post to them, a little thank you card that says, I really valued your, um, your purchase from me. I hope you're enjoying your product and I would love you to... Um, I would love you to come back and buy more and if you want to do that you can go and check out my latest my latest products but if you hit this little link here you'll also get a discount voucher that you can use anytime over the course of the next year and then that little link drives them to a landing page where you've got it all set up to say just claim your voucher now you can use it at any point during the year Fill out the little opt-in box below with your details. And when you've done that and people follow that process through, you've got them on your list. Now, moving on, one of the other things that I don't like about Etsy is that you don't really have the opportunity to really make a, a standout brand, you know, something that really stands out from what everyone else is doing. It means that you're, other than the, the photographs of your products, your store pretty much looks the same as any other store. There's not a lot to make you stand out. There's not a lot to make you get people's attention over everyone else. And this is another reason why people sell cheap. Because they think if they sell cheap, that's the thing that's going to draw the audience and the customers to them. That's not true. That is not the way that it, it generally works, guys. Even if you hand over your money, you upgrade to Etsy. I think it's called Squirrel, which is their upgraded service which then allows you to have access to like their um, it's like um, a template builder so that you can make your store look a little bit different you can brand it a little bit even if you pay your money monthly to upgrade to Etsy's squirrel or whatever the hell they call it these days 
it is to put it bluntly utter pants at best and I know because I I tried that I tried upgrading my Etsy store to what was then called Squirrel and um, I, I tried using their little branded um, elements to make my store stand out a little bit more and it was really user-unfriendly it didn't do an awful lot and it definitely wasn't worth the money and that is when I made the decision that I was moving over to Shopify now, the next thing, guys, is that I know some people criticise Etsy's fees, but that's not something that I have any criticism uh, for them over. They are a business, like any other business, and they have to make money. And, and to be very blunt, if the fees are breaking into your profit margin to the extent that it is really impacting on you financially, that is the fault of you as a business owner for not charging enough. You know, those sorts of fees have to be built into the price that you charge for your products and services. But on the other hand, whilst Etsy does take your fees from every product that you sell, do they really do any marketing, effective marketing for your business? Not really. You're on your own in that sense. Again, that's not Etsy's fault because no matter what platform you run your business from, the marketing is pretty much going to come down to you. It, it just means that you, like everyone else, are going to have to find ways to drive traffic to your Etsy store by using social platforms, blogs, podcasts, YouTube videos, TikTok, and so on. At the end of the day, I believe Etsy can be a great starting point for a creative business as long as the business owner understands the risks involved, as long as the business owner charges enough for their products, and as long as the business owner has a mailing list in place to capture the details of customers and they find ways to do that and they do it as a priority so that they can nurture better relationships with those people. Longer term as your business really starts to take off, my advice would be to, if not move fully away from Etsy, have, have a second platform somewhere else, an independent platform where you're in charge of the look and feel of your e-commerce store, and that can be a platform like Shopify. Because once you move your, your e-commerce store to a standalone platform like Shopify, all of a sudden, you have the ability to be able to link a mailing list directly to your store to capture all of the details of the customers who buy from you, where you've got much more leverage in terms of the look and the feel of your brand, where you've got much more leverage in terms of what you can do to build out your business, for example, creating subscription boxes and memberships and training courses and so on. So it's always worth you considering at some point whether you need a standalone site that you are going to have to pay for in order to get all of the bells and whistles that is going to allow you to show up more professionally. And to, and to stand out and, to, and to, to not have to continue sitting in the middle of a herd of creators who are charging cheaper chips. If you choose to remain with Etsy for the longer term, that's fine. I know many creatives who are doing really well on the platform. They're making lots of sales. They're happy to be on the platform, but they do so knowing what the negatives are and they have their safety net in place, which is their mailing list. And they have a very key priority focus about driving people to get onto that list day by day by day. So if you remain with Etsy for the short or the longer term, do so knowing the negatives and try to ensure you protect your business as much as you possibly can 
by getting your mailing list set up and in place and by then using platforms outside of Etsy to drive as many people to subscribe to that list as possible and finding ways to communicate with people that have bought from you by sending them a little card inside their package or a thank you card a week or so later to encourage them to also jump on your mailing list. This has got to be fundamentally core to what you do as a business owner if you're using Etsy to protect you now and for the future. So I hope you find this episode, I hope you find this episode useful. And of course, any questions that you have about this episode or starting and growing your online business, you can reach me at info at coachesandcreatives.com or you can send me a direct message um, through Instagram. You'll find me at coachesandcreatives. I've also popped some um, free resources in the description of this podcast that you might like to go and check out. And they're free resources that are really going to give you um, some deeper dive business startup tips and tools to help you push your business forwards more quickly. And ladies, please, just as a final note, if you don't want to miss future episodes where I'm going to be sharing lots more tips and tools to help you start and grow your business, subscribe to this podcast. That way you'll never miss an episode. I will see you again for another podcast episode real soon. And I just want to thank you for taking the time to tune in today and to listen to this podcast. And I hope it has been of some help to you. Take care for now. Bye-bye. Girl, thanks for showing up, being here and tuning into this episode. I appreciate you. Remember to subscribe so that you'll receive a notification when more episodes go live. And why not share this podcast with another female business owner who you know will get value from being here. I want you to stay on your business. I want you to stay committed to your business. I want you to become unstoppable in your business. And I'll catch up with you for more business success tips real soon. Take care. Bye for now.